afternoon, and thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a full morning of discussions, a lot of teacher talk. We knew that we would be talking about that. We talked about those five NHL players that are charged with sexual assault and that news conference that happened yesterday where we basically learned nothing from the London Police Service and uh, some of the frustrations that come with that. Appreciate that. We even talked oil, gas, and energy with Brian Zinchuk and uh, his monthly check-in with us, which we always appreciate. Well, on this day, which is the day of the grand opening of the Regina Humane Society's brand new building, we've talked with Ann Cook on the air about that. They're excited to open the doors for that today. I always love the ability for us to tour around the province and highlight some incredible things that are going on in small communities. And when we think of shelters and sanctuaries for animals, often we think about the humane societies that are in some of the bigger communities in the province. But there's one here that we caught wind of that I wanted to highlight today. In fact, I'm very proud to have Veronica Hermiston join me, the director and founder of the Mozart Sympathy Animal Sanctuary, and joins me today from Mozart, Saskatchewan. Veronica, thank you so much for taking the call. Thank you so much. It's great to have you here. So let's start off with this. Mozart, Saskatchewan, for those that don't know, you're just east of Wynyard, about 15 minutes. Is that right? Correct. And and how big is the community of Mozart? It's um, a hamlet, uh, about 20 residents. Right. In the town or in the hamlet. I've driven by it. I've been on the highway. Oh, I've driven no. by it. I can't say that I've ever actually stopped in the community, but you have got an animal shelter that you're running there that is helping hundreds of animals. Tell us a little bit about what motivated you to open up the Mozart Sympathy Animal Sanctuary and maybe focus on the word sympathy. <laughs> I like your play on words there. That's right, for sure. Uh, well, um, it was one of those situations where when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So animals needed us. Um, the uh, original person who I donated the building to uh, actually abandoned everything, and we were kind of left to pick up the pieces and uh, help the animals that were were left under for Mozart. So we, um, the community, volunteers, uh, the support was beautiful. So we just continued on. I uh, personally, I fixed the entire building. The credit union has been redone, and we have a catio. And uh, we've the cats are free range at the sanctuary, and uh, we have uh, five directors. We've made it into lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. So, so this is Veronica. This is actually in an old bank. You said it's a credit union, yeah. correct? Credit Bills, Mozart Credit Union. Yeah. So it basically did it did it go up for sale, and it was purchased for this purpose. Yeah. Yeah, would you believe, uh, uh, so I bought it from a friend who, uh, just as a favor, they were unable to, uh, provide the holistic medicine that was their intention. And I had no idea what it was going to do with the building. And I heard about someone in another community that needed a building for, for an animal pound. So I donated it. And then I, you know, wanted to, I helped with all the, the to get the Mozart thing going, <laughs> corporation. And then, uh, you know, that sometimes happens where we just get left holding the bag mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course I love animals, but this was never my intention to have a sanctuary, but who knew? Well, good for you. Holding a shelter in, in an old bank, is there, like, do we actually have dogs and cats sleeping in the vault? 
we have dogs and cat food in the vault. <laughs> okay, that's where the food storage happens. Okay. Yeah. My guest today is Veronica Hermiston, the director and founder of the Mozart Sympathy Animal Sanctuary, which uh, has been open since 2021, if if my math is correct. You guys have been open. Yeah. How many animals have you had through your doors since then, Veronica? Well, I think you should sit down for this. Um, for In 2023, we have had over 1,100 animals go through our, our doors or with my... I have um, connections with four other rescues that are very reputable, and we work together, and uh, that isn't, that's just in 2023. Wow. That's what, that is, that, that's a lot of... <laughs> when, when you told me that the hamlet is 20 people and you're talking 1,100 animals, so, so you've got yeah. actually other groups that you work with that have yeah. animals that need shelter, need sanctuary, needs care, and they will work yeah. with you on that. That's right. And then they go to fosters and they uh, get adopted out. And um, it's amazing. And we call ourselves the big little sanctuary on the prairies. <laughs> wow. That's outstanding. And is it for dogs and cats? Is that right? Yes, that is. that's correct. Yeah. So on top of operating the shelter, uh, you've talked a bit about this foster network. How many different agencies are you working with in terms of foster agencies? And is there a certain uh, type of dog that they particularly work with? Um, Well, actually, one generally is uh, who takes the dogs, the one foster. But I have others like locally in different communities that uh, will take the dogs and uh, keep them in their home. And myself, I have I've had uh, numerous (laughs) puppies and dogs at my home. But uh, the others, um, just for an example, um, I worked with Alberta because of a, a severely abused um, dog that was uh, didn't have much of a chance. And uh, through a connection, we were able to find a home for that dog, and, and they took it to their rescue. So, you know, the more you uh, connect with everyone, the more, like, I've helped them, they've helped us. You know, like, you find the the best thing you can do for the animals like it's all about the animal it's not about anything else you know i know that in bigger cities some of the organizations that do this work i just mentioned the regina humane society for example they have a big volunteer base that help out as well with the number of animals and pets that you are working with do you have volunteers that come in and give you a hand as well oh for sure yeah we have a really beautiful group of devoted volunteers um, of course, we need more. It's just become um, it's become way more than we ever imagined. We're quite overwhelmed most of the time, um, and so. But we're just so grateful for every every person who can come, you know, bring something to the table, and uh, we seem to make it work. And um, yeah, we all are just devoted to the to the pause. <laughs> <laughs> to the pause, exactly. Yeah. Veronica Hermiston is my guest, director and founder of the Mozart Sympathy. Animal Sanctuary, located in Mozart, Saskatchewan, which is just east of Wynyard, for those Googling right now to see where that is. So based on the large number of animals that you see abandoned, neglected, or or coming through your doors, uh, is there an issue here when it comes to basically helping people understand the importance of spaying and neutering animals? Oh, of course, yeah. I feel like we're in a crisis here with animals um, in the province. It's um, just uh, on any given day, the amount of calls and texts and um, animals that are abandoned and neglected um, just because 
you know, there's the pet responsibility isn't there for, you know, sadly. So, and we can't stress it enough, but I think sometimes, like, uh, I think people feel overwhelmed if they have, like, say they've got, well, 10 cats or 11 puppies. What do you do, right? They, and so it's not about if they call me or text, it's not about me judging them. It's about me saying, okay, we have to start somewhere. Let's do one. Let's do two. Let's get, I know someone who can help. I have a sponsor who might pay for you. Right. Um, and let's just, we have to work together. Um, I think that makes sense, I hope. <laughs> for sure. So speaking of help, if if there's uh, people li- listening, I'm, there's going to be a lot of people. I think we'll drive people to, you, whether it's a website or maybe even coming right to your shelter so that they can meet and see some of the animals. If people want to help out, give a donation, become a foster, any of those things, how can they do that, Veronica? You can contact uh, our email, mozartsympathy at outlook.com, and, or my text and, and all the information's on Facebook. We uh, almost have our website ready, um, so that'll be some another avenue. And then, uh, yeah, it's basically texting me or calling and uh, email emailing me and uh, then we get back to you as soon as possible <laughs> well this is great stuff veronica i appreciate what you're doing and uh, the fact that you're doing it in a very small community in our province to me adds to the uh, the gem that this province is so thank you very much yeah you're very welcome i want to mention one thing we do have a cat cafe and uh, so we call it the stray cat safe anybody uh, we're we're working on that as well we just need help to uh, run it a little bit more. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, uh, yeah. your your Facebook page is the place to go, I'm assuming, for yeah, all of this yeah. info. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much, Veronica. My pleasure and privilege. <laughs> Veronica Hermiston is uh, my guest today, and uh, Veronica, of course, the director and founder of the Mozart Sympathy Animal Sanctuary, located in the community where 20 people live, a hamlet in Saskatchewan named Mozart. Have you been there? Just just east of Winyard. I've driven by it, but I've never actually stopped in. But now you've got a reason to. If you're on that highway, you're going through the Quill Lake area past Winyard, and you want to stop in at the Animal Sanctuary, or maybe just go onto the Facebook page and check it out in ways that you can help as well. But always love and appreciate those little gems, those stories that are happening in our province often go unannounced, undetected. Uh, so good job to Brittany for digging this one up and uh, giving us a chance to chat with Veronica on the show today. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, you know, it doesn't matter that we don't talk about the teachers nonstop on the show. You do. You still are texting in your thoughts when it comes to classroom complexity and some of the, I would call it, I guess, strike action, job action that we're seeing. Tomorrow, rotating strikes continue in the province And as a result, there are a few school divisions that are affected by this. Creighton, Northern Lights, Prairie Spirit, Greater Saskatoon, Catholic and public schools, and a a few other smaller school divisions and schools in the province will be affected. So you can check the STF website on that. And then, of course, the STF announced yesterday that they would be withdrawing lunch hour supervision on Thursday in the province. And that's really what has, I think, sparked this conversation. People are still weighing in. Clayton in Saskatoon texted in and said, define classroom complexity and how to solve it. It's kind of like the war on terror. No one knows what it is. No one knows what the solution is. We just know that it exists. <laughs> it's a bit of a, it's an interesting comparison. Dave in Saskatoon texted in as well saying, 
Four points. Number one, if the strike is long enough and people can't find or afford childcare, guarantee it will put pressure on the government to settle. Number two, the government will never go to arbitration because it will favor the teachers. Number three, class complexity costs money. And if the government will not commit money for more teachers and EAs, then it doesn't matter what the school boards want to do because there is no money to do it. And number four, lunch hour supervision most likely looks different in rural Saskatchewan than it does in the cities. Thanks, Dave, for your text. I appreciate everyone who's texted in today. We've had a ton of good conversations on the teacher situation, and it will continue tomorrow on the show as well, starting right at 8.30. I mean, it's it's clearly the big talker. And so every day when we go to the big talker at 8.36, we will start off talking about teachers tomorrow and, and basically whether or not the the strategies that we're seeing rolled out in the province are having an effect. Even on the text line, you know, it's interesting. There's a couple of people that have texted in and said, you know, I'm frustrated by the people that I'm hearing that are speaking out against the teachers in the STF because judging by their voices, these are the phone calls we're getting, they aren't people who currently have children in school. (laughs) That's a polite way of saying they sound older and they don't have kids in school. And so the insinuation is from a few of the texts that we've had is, you know, the people that have kids in school understand the problems. They understand the complexity in classrooms a lot differently than those who don't. And I, I mean, I don't have kids in school right now. My kids are long graduated from school in a couple of years. My grandson will be starting school. So it, it is interesting to hear the perspective from people. Some who think and refer back to the way it used to be, some who are talking about the way it is right now and essentially where we need to get to and then pointing at either side and saying it's their fault, right? Government is rigid and won't move. The teachers are unrealistic in what they're asking for. <laughs> Depending on which side you fall on, the truth is, is somewhere in there. There's no doubt classroom complexity in the, in the schools is a problem. Most people can agree on that. It's how we fix it and how we pay for it. That's where it gets really interesting. So more of this on the show tomorrow. We will open up the phone lines again tomorrow. I know a few people were frustrated they couldn't get through or they did get through and we didn't get a chance to get them on the air. So tomorrow, lots of opportunity to talk about teachers. Also, I talked and teased this a bit today with the resurgence of records, people are really into vinyl all of a sudden, and you're paying big money. If you want to go and buy a brand new record, not download the song, but actually go and buy the record, it's big bucks compared to, remember going to the record store and flipping through the 99-cent bin, finding a record? Well, those days maybe are gone. We've got a couple of guests who will be joining us. They run a business in Saskatchewan based on vinyl selling records. They'll be joining us live tomorrow. And for one hour, we're going to talk vinyl. So it's an opportunity for you. Those of you out there that have got the big record collection, dust it off. We'll talk about which of those records might be worth some cash. We'll talk about what this resurgence has meant for the industry, where the best place to buy records is right now, record player. All of that will be part of our discussion tomorrow on the show, starting at 10 o'clock. And then at 11, Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener every Wednesday giving you a chance to prove that it's you. Is it you? We'll find out tomorrow right here on 980 CJME and 650 CK.